Fake Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. you hear that they're capping the copay on fentanyl insulin 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 my bad i knew it was something that wilford brimley had talked about mm-hmm. because i remember starting my day thinking about how ron paul has two first names and wilford brimley has two last names and then he's always talking about diabetes mm-hmm. and insulin is what's being price capped. But yes, I did hear about that. I don't know where I got fentanyl from, but, but you gotta be careful when you get some, if you do you know, know where you got it from, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> that shit is good. Um, don't do fentanyl kids. Don't do fentanyl adults. Yeah. I don't think it's a good idea. Or it may be. I don't know. I haven't done it yet. Well, now that the price has been capped, you can have as much as you like. I could just keep going back. 35 fucking dollars. So that's good for poor people, right? Poor people with the beatus? I mean, in theory, I would think so, right? If they're If they're without money or have a very small amount, as poor people often do. Uh-huh. But a lot of times poor people don't get health insurance. This price cap is only for insured people. Mm, is that true? Yes. It is. Because it's not a... Uh, it's not a cap on the price of insulin for the drug company. It's a cap on the copay. And it says specifically in the bill that it's only for insured persons. But with the Affordable Care Act, no one should be uninsured. But they are. That's against the law. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I tried to care about that. (laughs) Either way, (laughs) you need to be insured to get that price cap. So someone who is so needy that they in fact can't afford to pay for even the insurance on the exchange, they would be out of luck is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It would still, they would be paying full whatever, which would probably be a higher price now because you know, insurance is gonna, I don't know if you know the way that they bill, but they, it basically will pay 20% of what the drug companies are asking for 
by the time they're done haggling, right? <laughs> so the drug companies will ask for like $10,000 for something that they want, you know, 20% of, of whatever, you know what I mean? Um, it's a game. And then that game also makes them have to hire more people to do all the paperwork filing, which makes the true cost go up. <clears throat> I think we've been through this before. But yeah. um, needless to say, there's just, there's not a lot of good that's going to come out of this in the long run. I imagine that there'll be a select few people that will benefit from this in a short term. But I don't believe it's going to be the people who necessarily needed the help. Uh, I think there's a lot needier people out there, most likely. Well, but let's, for the sake of argument, say that everyone at least goes on to the exchange and they get their their insurance, whatever plan is available to them, and they are now subject to the the price caps. Okay. Would it not still benefit them on the whole because everything else is so tightly regulated? Because the the easy answer is, oh, well, if you cap the price of this, you can just raise the price of something else to make up for it. But that sector is so regulated that, so many other things have a price cap as well. So people are still going to be paying less. No, I don't think so. Because uh, we do see select drugs be used to uh, further a political statement, like around election times or when they need poll numbers to go up or whatever. But there's always those other drugs right there in the background that are just outrageous that they don't talk about uh and there's more coming out there i mean there's forced drugs there's things like the the vaccine you know they as far as we know this the 10 billion they want to spend now to get the vaccine is maybe a payoff for the the drug company uh for all we know this could be like okay we won't raise the the cost on any of our other drugs, but as long as you buy $10 billion worth of more vaccines from us, you know what I mean? And then, yeah, that's an inflated cost or whatever, but that's, that's all of us. It's fucked over the country way more than whatever the cost of insulin was. Let's look at the holistic kind of greater good view then, right? So, Let's let's assume that everything's capped and all of that is dictated and, and regulated. One would assume that those other costs show up in maybe indirectly there's sort of some a tax avenue, but maybe even just higher premiums, right? So the insurance is going to get their money that way because they had to pay out the drug company to begin with, whether they got a full copay or not. Yeah. So one would assume that they adjust the price of premiums, but if they adjust the price of premiums across the board, whether those are premiums that are paid by individuals or offset by 
corporations who pay, is there any room for that to be beneficial for the least of these who do benefit from that if we spread that cost? Well, I think I think what you're getting at is yes. Uh, the answer, the the short answer to your question is absolutely. I mean, just like the uh, the farmer uh, lobby is is great for right now when you want to when you're you're the corn farmer, right? And you now you get paid to not. We have too much corn, so you're getting paid to not grow corn or whatever. Like that lobby, but that hurts a lot of other farmers and that ends up hurting you later you get locked into you know corn farming and you you buy all the stuff to do corn farming and it's not because people want corn it's because you're getting that state money and what happens when that state money decides with the the vote of a politician to not be there for you anymore because uh, it's arbitrary Right, it's not that people are eating that corn. It's not something that you can watch the slow decline of people wanting to eat corn or whatever and adjust accordingly. It's the stroke of a pen, uh, and it, that's the same thing for every type of regulation like this. That, um, yes, somebody somebody is going to benefit right now who needs insulin. Right. But now we've capped insulin. There's a lot of lobbies to do whatever, whether it be the insurance companies having to make that pick up that extra cost or whatever, or the drug companies. And that money is being used to lobby government to um to make sure that the cost is put off on either competitors or the other industry, depending on what politicians are buying, instead of on developing a cheaper, more economical uh, drug instead of insulin. I would say this is all incredibly convoluted with all the insurance and exchange and copays and drug companies and, and the back and forth. But if we if we were to strip it all the way back and say, let's do it with the insurance and all, all that, right? If if we pursue this more as, as, as a bit of a thought experiment on if we actually, in fact, capped the price of insulin direct, right? So l- let's let's even go into the utopia of Ancapistan and the market has negotiated with drug companies and found a price for insulin and have found that it's quite high, what happens when the state decides that that price is too high and there's now a cap and a maximum you can sell that for? So like any product, if if you cap the price below market cost what happens is people who don't really need your product or don't need as much of your product buy it all up it gets bought up by people by companies by whatever they get insulin because it's below market cost so it's it's 
worth more in true value than what you had to pay out to get it. So then you have a shortage. And then what happens is then you have rationing because you're like, oh, well, shit. People can't just be going out and buying all the toilet paper up because they think there's not going to be any toilet paper left anymore. So, which means that because they thought there wasn't going to be any toilet paper left, and now there isn't toilet paper left. We can't raise the price of toilet paper to, to stop that from happening. So what are we going to do? We're going to ration. What happens with rationing? Then you've got a government telling you when you can get your insulin, when, how much insulin you can get. Your body doesn't give a shit if the government, what politician, if he says you can only have two doses, if your body needs more than two doses, you're going to fucking die. And you would have happily paid that big price to not fucking die. Now, that does assume that the market price was the lowest they would be willing to go, right? So part of the narrative, you can believe it or not, mm-hmm. but part of the part of the narrative around drugs and drug companies is that the margins and profits are incredibly high. Mm-hmm. So if... If insulin costs $10 a dose and they're selling it for 10000 if the government comes in and says it's a price cap at 1000 it's still a significant profit. It's just not nearly as high as it would have been. So that's, in that that's, event, I don't know that there would be rationing, right? They would just be, it would still be a profitable well, venture, right? Well, it's not about it being profitable or not. It's what the market, the market's controlled by the consumer, not by the, because like, if it was controlled by how much it costs to make shit, like companies wouldn't go under from not being profitable because they would just charge more than it costs to make the shit and people would buy it. But it's the other way around. But that's a true, true free market. We know that right now we don't have a true, true free market, but it's due to like there not being competition and free competition in the in the field of say insulin. Right, the cost would be lower if companies were able to compete on a free level, um, and then we wouldn't have this problem to begin with. But what we have right now is basically a monopoly on being able to supply the product therefore yes you can have the the market the rate higher than it would be in a free market but because there is that supply and demand the market exists still where the people even at that high price the it has dropped off people who maybe just don't need insulin yet they're putting off getting on insulin, trying every other way because of that cost where they might have gone on to insulin in an earlier time and had maybe had better results because of it. But I understand what you're saying. It's just not, 
I can't. You can't look at a price of something by the just by the 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 company producing it and their cost. It's not really the the value of the product. Well, and I mean, we talk a lot about international trade, and I know sanctions and things are a hot topic. So it could be even more on like a national scale as opposed to a specific company, more just a certain nation that has access to certain natural resources. We talk about this with oil and all these other things. Like if, just as an example, if your country has more natural resources that lead you to produce a drug more efficiently or more easily, but you as a nation decide that you will set the price, price fixing, if you will, the market can't really combat that. I mean, price fixing is you know, basically like the last ditch effort to destroy the free market in the way it works. Um, the The problem is it's not sustainable. It doesn't, it, it ends up causing shortage of materials, shortage of um, products, shortage of labor. So there's no money in it. Um, uh, sometimes it, it, it surpluses. Sometimes it creates surpluses that didn't need to be and, and shortcomings in other areas because of that. Uh, once you start getting central planning involved, you just you lose all uh, market uh, indicators of where you need your resources to be. So you end up building half a brick house and then realizing you don't have any more fucking bricks. And it's not like you can just put a roof on it. It's half built. It's we got to destroy the whole fucking thing. You know, that's what happens. So I understand the, uh, the initial, I don't know, warm and fuzzy that people get when they hear, Oh, we're only going to have to pay $35 now for our insulin because people fucking need insulin. But the reason why it costs you that much to begin with is because the state has stopped people from being able to make it cheaper for you to prop up their buddies. Uh, so just remember that. That's not what it's not what we're looking for. We're looking for something that doesn't make everybody poorer or people die because there isn't enough insulin. Because I promise you, your poor ass isn't going to be the one getting the insulin. When there's a shortage, those people who were able to afford insulin and comfortably are still going to get insulin. And you're not. It would only cost you $35, but you're not going to get any. That's what happens in those countries that do things like this. We don't have a lot of places like America left to bail us out like we did with a lot of these other countries that went to more socialist healthcare where we they would run they would run into shortages and we would send them 
things like insulin and whatnot. Well, we're not so fucking free market anymore. We're not going to have these surpluses. And I don't think that there's that many places that have surpluses of things that could help us out or, or would help us out. I mean, that's a big deal. Look at the what, way we've treated the rest of the world. Who wants to help us out? So, Well, they would be financially incentivized to help us out, right? Because where there's a need. And that's why there's almost a critical opportunity here for anyone who's the least bit enterprising to find a place abroad where they can produce a stockpile. Yeah, black market insulin, man. There'll be a hot market for it later. It's a joke now, but it won't be that long from now. I think there's a lot of things that are going to go black market. Unfortunately, black market's dangerous. But, it's I mean, that's what kept Russia afloat. The Soviet Union wouldn't have lasted as long as it did without the black market. Black market, if you follow any of the, the later Soviet history, the black market's what ran, kept the Soviet Union survivable. Now, why do you say the black market's dangerous, though? I mean, other than sort of the obvious... Well, because uh, you have to work in the shadows. So, like, it's not like, okay, so I want to hire somebody to work on my plumbing in my house. Well, I can talk to people who've used this person and whatnot. So through the internet, through whatever, right? And get an idea of what they're going to do. If they're going to come in and try to rape my kids because they got access to my house or are they going to come in and fix my plumbing? You know? But in the black market, you don't really get that. Uh, I mean, uh, some of our listeners may be old enough to remember Backpage. When the government got rid of shut down Backpage, which was a uh, personal ad type, just message board, but was used for a lot of women and men of the night, if you want to call them that. Um, they there was uh, a lot of communication through the the workers on there on what kind of uh, customers they were dealing with and the women uh, that I didn't really talk to any men but like all of the research that I did about that was the the women weren't using pimps anymore they didn't they had no need for a pimp they were keeping their money they were doing better they were felt safer because they were able to communicate with each other um but after the they shut that down it was right back to working out of hotel rooms with a pimp splitting the money and kind of getting trapped in that life 
So, do you think that was the best of intentions, though? Like, was that something nefarious? Because I I can't imagine it would have been a union of pimps that lobbied to make such a move. What do you think? That's not just collateral damage from a well-intentioned group trying to s- mitigate sex trafficking. I think it was scoring port points for a re-election. I think that's probably the extent of it. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe Buddy's wife used Backpage and got her a man one night and he's mad about it. I don't know. <laughs> like, but um, or you know, a lot of these high in prostitute companies might be mad with the competition. And let's not pretend like these Washington D.C. guys don't use use those high end prostitutes. So maybe it there does, was some sort of lobby there. You know, you're. It's funny because. I said that as if it was absurd, but there might actually be something there because every five minutes or so, some DC degenerate is found doing God knows what with whoever. So yeah, maybe maybe it's a, another case of someone getting the infrastructure going and then tossing the ladder out from under them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and be damned with all the collateral damage, right? So that was a that was a pretty big deal. I was working out of town a lot, so I worked with guys who used Backpage. It was it was pretty cool because they could not only read about the person they were hiring. But the reviews, there was just like anything. There was reviews. Like, because what you get now, not that I, I don't frequent that kind of thing. I don't do that. But I am a guy who's grown up in the construction business. So I have a lot of friends that live out on the road a lot. They use this kind of thing. What you get now is people... Going, oh, it's you know five hundred up front, and then they get there and they're like, oh no, that was just my show up fee. It's a, and they try to like just swindle you out of money. Whereas if you were able to give a one star review and right. say, oh, she says this, but then it's a bait and switch. Yeah. So. You get that on both ends, you know, which is, seems like such a dangerous move because, like, it seems like it'd be a better idea to like just not show up, not try to get more and actually do it because what happens when you meet that crazy guy who's going to fucking spring your neck? You're just like a girl, and you know what I mean? Trying to screw him out of $500 more dollars or whatever. Well, it's funny because... You had initially said the black market is 
dangerous. And every time I hear someone say that, they're usually talking about how, oh, the black market is not regulated. The government doesn't keep you safe. But (laughs) what you're uncovering is, in fact, the black market created by (laughs) the government prevents you from ensuring any level of safety. Right, because if you weren't hiding from something, if it, it would just be a market. And it would be fine. Because you know? <laughs> even, even when it is a black market, like Backpage, when it is more out in the open, it becomes that much more safe. Because Technically, you know, Backpage was still illegal, but it was just, it was readily available information. It was a lot less, the lights were on a little bit more, you know what I mean? So it was it was considerably safer. It was a bit laissez-faire, I, I believe. I think they just yeah. sort of let it happen. Yeah. Because to your point, people were generally doing okay. Yeah, there were there were some rules on Backpage. They were, they f- they were f- pretty damn diligent about um, if anybody looked or was reported to be underage or whatever, they were pulled off. If there was any reports that this person was unwillingly participating, they were pulled off. Uh, they were pretty damn good about that from everything that I did my research when I was when I was looking into the whole uh, uh, labor law thing I was doing well, yeah. the black page thing yeah because as, <laughs> as I recall I think I think the reason all of that was was shut down was prevention of trafficking right yeah but it wasn't really a thing on on that it was more you know they're trafficking things through you know epstein's house and shit like that not not through back page uh not that there wasn't advertisement for things like that on back page because if there wasn't they wouldn't have shut down stuff you know <laughs> they shut down things because they they were that way right now he never got it, shut uh, down Oh yeah, Hepstein. Yeah, uh, he kept it going. I just, you know, when things are out in the open, like Backpage, the people on there would report. These are people looking for a good time, and because most people aren't looking to fuck a child. Most people think that that's bad. There's enough eyes going through Backpage that they would be like, report. You know what I mean? It would get reported really quickly because uh, most people don't want that shit going on. And the only reason it's able to go on for as long as it does is because it's not out in the open. Because it is behind curtains. Because there are people... The only people looking at it are people who want it to keep going on. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. It really is. 
there's uh, somebody else in the government that could have wish he would have learned that a little earlier in his doctorate career, but whatever. Guess he could have listened to Rand too. Whatever. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Can't blame that on him. <laughs> What'd you say about twenty twenty? <laughs> uh did you see the crazy guy at the store with the mask on? Who was like trying to fight somebody because they walked too close to him without a mask on? That was nuts. I don't think so. Don't. It's a trap, and there's no-